Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans, wherever you are in the world. I hope you are well. We are T-minus four weeks, or three and a half weeks, until the season starts here within the UK. Um, with the majority of my clients competing, um, they'll start the season probably about four and a half. And I thought um, today was quite um, quite good timing to do a podcast for anyone else out there that is perhaps the same amount of like weeks out. Maybe you're, or maybe you're five or six or whatever, um, who's going to it for the first time and is experiencing all of what my clients have been experiencing for the first time. If you follow me on Instagram, I did a, a little post about this, a little reel about this um, yesterday, so on Sunday evening. I also like added to it in the um, the caption as well as to how you, you should feel. But I think that for anyone that's never experienced it before, Everything that you experience and feel at that sort of like five, six week out marker, it's so intensified and it's it makes prep incredibly hard. And when I think about it, like the very first prep I ever done was undoubtedly the hardest one, all because everything I was experiencing was the, for the first time. Yes, I'd maybe heard about okay yeah people say you feel shit but how you know how shit do you really feel then fucking hell it hits you or yeah people say you're food focused but fucking hell it does but then every every prep that comes thereafter it's not quite as hard it's still really physically challenging but you know what to expect have been through it before and like, like everything in life with experience things get easier don't they so Let's have a little bit of a chat about things because for me, I feel these these sort of side effects that um, about uh, six weeks out. I guess six weeks out, I am absolutely fucked. But if you're if you're go- maybe you're at the start of your prep and you're like, yeah, I'm just listening to this, to see, and okay, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see how I might feel. Um, we'll talk through some of the things that maybe are some of the unspoken things and some of the things that are spoken about, but give you you know I'll allude to a little bit more detail as to, to what you may feel. So I think that rather than list them off, I'm just going to go through them one by one. Um, I got a message from a client last week or two weeks ago and they'd said, hey Vaughn, I think I need to go to the doctor or something's wrong. Um, every time I go to like stand up, uh, I feel dizzy, I feel right, lightheaded um, and it's happening all the time. Like if I'm sitting doing work or whatever and then I go stand up, I get it. And I just messaged back saying, look, you don't need to go to the doctors. You're absolutely not like you're absolutely fine. This is just part of prep, and um, they were a bit shocked, you know. And I just said it is just part of it that the blood flow to our extremities, like our blood pressure, gets fairly low, and that when we when we go to stand up, that sudden spike in blood pressure, rush of blood to to the head, we we do feel that little bit dizzy. Um, it is it is completely normal. However. I guess what that can be confused with is, for example, um, like when COVID was going about, people were getting that sort of that, that lightheadedness, that dizziness just from COVID. So I guess that that could be mistaken mistaken for that or people thinking, oh, I've not had enough fluid or I've not had enough X, Y, or Z. If everything is consistent with your food, with your fluid intake, what I will say is that it is incredibly normal to every time if you've been sitting down for a while or even if you just stand up really quickly to feel that like dizziness or lightheadedness I had plenty of times where 
Um, but I think back to my last prep, 2021, been lying down for ages watching TV at night, bursting for a piss, but couldn't be bothered going. But then having to, like, having to get up quickly to then go on the way to the toilet, fucking like seeing the room spinning and just feeling like, holy shit, I'm going to pass out here. But then once I just stood for a wee while, I was absolutely fine. So that's maybe one of the things I don't think many people speak about is roughly as as you're getting, um, experiencing that, you, you will no doubt at five, six weeks out, right, you're going to be probably like two, maybe three kilos away from being ready, right? And, and with every kilo of fat that comes off, it's just going to become that much harder to take off the next one. And remember, you're trying to take off, um, you're trying to take off levels of body fat. The body kind of needs to survive and to feel good. That's why you feel so terrible taking it off and running low because you kind of need it to feel good for the body just to have normal enzymatic function or just normal functioning in the body. We'll try to take that off for a specific look. But as you pull the kilos off and the kilos off, what will what will come with that is incredibly low energy levels. Now, you're probably thinking, right, okay, Vaughn, like, that, yeah, I understand that. But no, I mean really, really low to the point where, I use this analogy quite a lot, on prep you pee loads because you're drinking loads of fluid, right? However, there'll be times where you'll be sitting down, lying on the couch, absolutely bursting for the toilet, but you just physically do not have the energy to get up and go, and it maybe will take you like literally like ten minutes of convincing yourself, being like, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Um, but that's the analogy I use quite a lot. And, and like, if you are 18 weeks out now and you hear that, you think, fucking hell, that's not normal, getting to that point. But when energy levels get to that point, like, they'll get to a point where you will really struggle to like have a conversation with someone that's not about your bodybuilding and it's not about your prep. Like everything else somewhat becomes um, a, a second thought. You get very hyper-focused on what you need to do. And the reason that the reason that this happens is that you're effectively controlled starving the body and that things such as like listening, concentrating, they all require energy right and energy is in a limited uh, resource within your body because you're you're trying to fucking you know you're in a calorie deficit you're taking off the, the kilos so you'll find it incredibly difficult to to even like if someone says hey let's meet let's meet for a coffee or let's meet for a drink and you're like going to have a diet coke like you'll absolutely just not have the time for that you won't give it the time of day People that aren't in bodybuilding will see that as rude. But if you're a bodybuilder and you're five, six, six out, you'll totally know like you just don't have the energy um, to, to say go to social events, social occasions where you know people will be talking for a while. Maybe they'll be at a bar, they'll be standing for ages. Like sometimes just like social environment is, is incredibly taxing on your energy levels as it is. Because literally, like, having a conversation is energy, right? And you don't realise it. You'll become very, very quiet around your loved ones, around your friends, around your work colleagues, around anyone, just because talking requires energy. And I know, I know that sounds absolutely mental, but trust me, when you get to that five, six, 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 eight point, someone will tell you, like, oh, fuck, you've changed. You don't speak as much. 
you haven't changed. You're still the same person. It's just that you're starving your body. And to others, they will see that you're becoming a quote-unquote completely different person. But you're not. You're just experiencing um, prep in its entirety. And it's incredibly difficult. But energy levels will, will get to the point where out with your training, you'll feel good when you train in the gym, doing your weights, when you're doing your cardio. And out with that, you'll just feel fucked. You'll feel absolutely shite. you feel so tired, so fatigued. But when you're at that point, you're not far off being ready. If you're not feeling like that and you're five, six weeks out, I guarantee you got fucking loads to come off, right? But ultimately, the people that are close, the ones that are going to be successful are probably feeling this way round about that five, six week marker. And it is very much normal. Nothing wrong with you. It's just something that you will experience. Alongside those low energy levels will become uh, an incredible amount of brain fog. So what I mean by that, my wife often has to say that, I mean, currently at the moment, she has to remind me of things quite often because, hey, that's just what us guys do or like we're forgetful but on prep like oh my god like one thing I'll go in one ear and out the other just because again like creating a memory requires energy so some things your body just doesn't realise and then maybe the next day or the two days later my wife will remind me and I'm like oh you've not told me that yet and she's like I did I told you the other day and I go oh I don't remember that no you didn't you know it's not that um, it's not it's not like my it's not your fault it's just, again, you ain't got the energy to do so. But I think that then concentrating on tasks can become incredibly difficult as well. So if you are based in an admin job and you've got some um, some work at the computer that needs to be like you know, really switched on, tuned in for a good sort of two, three hours, you're probably going to find that incredibly taxing to do. And the only way around it is, at times, caffeine... Or like you might find you can concentrate a bit around a meal. So if you have very very much like energy demanding tasks, like thinking demanding tasks is what I should say, is get it done after you've eaten. Not like if you've not eaten for a few hours, you're gonna find it incredibly difficult. And you know, some people say to me that they're 95, they're like, oh but Vaughn, I need to like I need to be good at my job, I need to concentrate. Like maybe I pull the calories and I'm like, oh I can't go any lower. And I'm like, you kinda got to sometimes, you know. Um, so that can become quite challenging and hard to ensure that you are performing at your job while still doing the bodybuilding and like when you say that it's quite mental like what we do as in like right we fucking like we're going to a point that's actually making maybe our performance with our job suffer now if if you're an online coach you it's easy enough to be totally fucked all day it's just in check-ins right but if you're a shift worker Let's say you you know you're a nurse, dentist, you work in the NHS, or I don't know whatever it is, is something to consider. Um, that brain fog just gets it gets incredibly real. You become incredibly forgetful. So, alongside and, and I know like everything I'm listing here, it's going to make this <laughs> sound really bad, but I'm I'm not meaning for it to be. I'm just giving particularly first timers the reality of what's ahead. So as you don't worry and you can prepare for it as best you can. But what I'll say is like nothing will really prepare you for it until you go through it the first time. Um, but having the best support work around you will ultimately help. I think one of the biggest things um, 
is that you can become really agitated very easily over like the smallest things. And I think that for us guys, that becomes really apparent when we have like a lot of trend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but even like remove the trend, just talk about getting lean. I think that because we get so hyper-focused on our prep, our journey, and with each day that gets closer to the show, you will really struggle to not be hyper-focused on it and to switch off. Like the littlest things that try and throw you off of your routine, you just get so agitated with. And you, you like the patience that you have for people becomes very, very low, very, very minimal. What do I mean by that? So let's say you're having to rely on someone at work and usually they're pretty slow. Like you get to that point, they do their usual be slow and you just fucking lose your duster at them. Or, you know, like it, you're a bit snippy, you're a bit... Um, without even realising it, they've said something and you've made a comment and after you've said it, you'd be like, holy fucking shit, I shouldn't have said that. But it's natural, it's instinctive because as I says, it's just that you don't feel kind of quote-unquote normal and your entire day is revolving around when your next meal is. It's all you're really focused on and for for some subconscious reason, you just get agitated and, and low on patience and I see it, and I've seen it time and time again, obviously, from my own athletes. Because um, I, I have a lot that come to the unit and train with me and whatnot. I understand it, so I it doesn't bother me at all. But I, I remember what I was like. And I remember my first prep, just, yeah, I, I was a, just a, a, sh- a shallow a shadow um, shell of a, who I used to be. But then the second prep, it was a lot easier. And although I could feel myself getting agitated the second prep, I didn't just make those comments. I would think, before I would say, I would think, and then I would change what I was going to say and it would be different. But it just meant that I would speak a lot slower and everything was a lot more forced um, because you have to try and think opposed to being reactive. Uh, and again, that can be something that can be incredibly challenging. On um, you know, Some people will get very snappy at their partner, like your partner maybe, you know, things that your partner maybe do, does doesn't annoy you, then as you prep, like, for some odd reason, it does, but remember that your prep shouldn't affect what they're doing, um, and they shouldn't have to, quote-unquote, suffer or um, whatever because of, because of your prep. So, alongside the agitation, why do you get agitated? Because you are extremely food-focused, Right? Also, you extremely energy focused as well, lack of energy focus. But the food focus, particularly if it's your first time, is incredibly high and incredibly hard to deal with because you've never had it your entire life. You've always eaten when you've been hungry, right? And now you're absolutely starving, as hungry as you've ever been. But someone's pulling your food down, right? Or someone is saying, "Hey, no, we can't run high yet. We need to. We need to dig for a bit longer." Um, and then that's where, like, you'll, you know, maybe you'll you'll see something on the TV or you'll drive past like a billboard, and there'll be like an advert for a food that you just never usually eat, but then all of a sudden you just get this mad craving for it, and then you just think about it all day, or the whole day, all you're thinking about doing is filling your time to try and get to your next meal. So let's say you have meal two or meal three, at, like you know, twelve. And your next meal is at three. 
you will try and be as busy as you possibly can between 12 and 3 to take your focus off food. Otherwise, the whole time you'll be clock watching just thinking about, ah, is it 3 yet? Is it 3 yet? Is it 3 yet? Um, and people can often really worry about that food focus and they sometimes mistake it for like, oh, I'm, I'm getting an eating disorder or whatever. And I go, well, no, you're just becoming hyper-focused. Like, as bodybuilders, we have disordered eating. Like, our, our body is a circadian rhythm. It doesn't, we don't, it doesn't eat five, six times a day, right? But we do as bodybuilders. I think an eating disorder is something that's very different from being hyper-food focused. And the post-show, like uncontrollable urges, again, that's not an eating disorder. That's just your body trying to go back to kind of quote-unquote normal. Um, but hey, that's a whole different podcast you could go down and again, need to be speaking to specialists if you're actually talking about an eating disorder. But I just think that we get extremely food focused and people, they experience it for the first time and they struggle to handle it and they think, oh, well, this is really shit. This is really bad. Oh my God. And they start to worry about the post-show period before they've even actually stepped on stage. And I'm always like, focus on the here and now. Make sure if there's any temptations they're out your house, they're not like in the cupboard, they're just there available if you feel you can't control yourself, you ask your partner to support you with that as well, typically they will. Um, stop looking at food stuff on Instagram, man versus food on fucking the TV or whatever it is, like unfollow all those accounts and all that, don't look and that food focus will um, not be quite as, quite as high. Um, alongside that will come um, really poor sleep quality, so, again, guys taking trend, high doses of trend, this can really, really um, be caused by that. But I think, take away the trend, everybody will feel, uh, struggle to fall asleep um, or they'll wake up frequently and after they've woken up frequently, they'll, they'll struggle to fall back asleep. So you might hit the pillow, fall asleep straight away, but then you're up an hour later because you're bursting for a piss. Then you're up an hour later after that, again, bursting for a piss. Like you, That will be the case and it is kind of quote-unquote normal. And the hardest thing for me, my first prep was that lack of sleep. And then as the preps went on, I got better managing it and I got better at actually trying to get the most from the least and came up with a, a, a system, a routine that, that worked with supplements as well that I got a good solid, you know, six, six and a half hours and that was enough versus my first prep, I was getting like three or four and, and it just mentally took its toll on me. If I'm honest, if you are struggling with sleep, Communicate with your coach, have a word with them about the supplementation that you can implement um, and understand that it is kind of quote-unquote normal uh, alongside everything else that I have um, spoken about. And in the battle against sleep, sleep will always win. Um, It takes an incredible toll on our mental health when we aren't sleeping that well. Then when you add in the likes of the the extreme food focus, the agitation, the brain fog, the dizziness, the energy levels, everything gets amplified when we aren't sleeping that well. Whereas you kind of like, if you're sleeping okay, you could deal with everything else. But when the sleep goes, that's where it becomes incredibly difficult and challenging. So continuing on, um, I do think there will be, uh, at times there is a bit of a change in personality. uh, And I don't care how experienced you are. I think everybody goes through that. Some people describe it as you become a completely different person. You don't, you just aren't as like happy and as carefree as you once were when you had the energy to do so. All of your focus and attention and energy is being put towards your prep. You very then, very rarely will then struggle to do anything else uh, with that. Have a laugh, um, and I know that sounds really silly if you're if you're eighteen weeks out now, but trust me, when you get there, 
you'll know exactly what I mean. Now, what people will tell you is that people may describe you as selfish, a little bit narcissistic, um, self-loathing or whatnot, but I think there needs to be elements of that to be a bodybuilder anyway, right? But they just get a little bit amplified because you no longer have a laugh, you no longer uh, joke about or have a bit of banter. You just become an absolute robot. Now, there might be people out there who say, oh, Vaughn, I don't get like that, and I don't get that. I used to say that. And then my wife's like, no, you absolutely did. And that was over multiple preps. We all get like that. It's part of the process. No matter how carefree we are, happy, happy-go-lucky we are, we all get quiet. We all get not quite as quote-unquote fun because at the 5 6 market market is grind time. Like, it's the last couple of kilos that need to come off to get you ready and then you know that if you do, you're going to do well. But if you don't and you begin binging on your diet or cheating or not adhering or not training quite as hard, not doing your cardio or whatnot, there's an element of risk that you won't. And then it's even more of a of a, of a downer because you're putting all that work and you're not met with the reward. So there will be in what is a little bit of a change in personality. Um, I don't think, like, I still think you are going to be who you are. But um, you just aren't that person right now. And as soon as prep's over, what I will say is everything I'm talking about will go away. Everything will resort back to normal. You'll go back to your happy, you know, uh, happy-go-lucky self, carefree, have a bit of banter and whatnot, because a lot of what I'm describing is due to stress. Stress on the body from a physical aspect, but also stress on the body from a mental aspect too. Remember, the body reacts the same way to stress. Um, it doesn't, it, it's it, all it knows is a stress response, and it's why... A lot of these things happen along with the obviously um, the, the the big calorie deficit that you are in. Another side effect that that can come five six weeks out is just becoming very emotional. Like for me, when I was almost ready, uh, if my wife told me she was proud of me, I would start bawling, bawling my eyes out. Um, and I mean, I'm an emotional person anyway, but uh, I've, I've had a few clients. You know, female clients just say that maybe they see like a sad advert or um, something on the internet or their their phone and they can't help but just ball out crying or, you know, being in the gym, being really weak, feeling really shaky, uh, feeling starving uh, and again, just want to just want to go, go to the uh, go to the bathroom and cry. And one of my um, previous clients, Clara, I'm sure she'd be happy to tell me this story, uh, one of her preps couple of her preps actually I just just I remember her meshing me being like oh and this was after she'd be like oh something's not happened in the gym so I went and had a good cry she went and had a good ugly cry in the gym she went and I felt way better after that and I went and got on with the Stairmaster and, and like the reason I tell you the story is she was so like it was such a I need in her eyes she was like I needed to have that cry and get out Vaughn and now I feel totally fine and now I'm fucking cracking on and I think that it was such a great way how she looked at it then it meant that the day wasn't a write-off or the day wasn't a, a negative connotation she allowed herself to feel that emotion to be upset um to ball her eyes out before she was like right i'm gonna fucking crack on so please understand that it is okay to be emotional it is okay to to have um feelings of wanting to cry and um at times probably feeling quite angry um when <laughs> maybe someone's eating some some tasty food around you but Certainly the, the emotional side of things is something that, again, is perhaps unspoke about. Um, and then I guess I'll... I don't want to put you off too much, so 
I'm going to wrap it up a little bit by saying the last thing that I think that you'll experience and need to know about is that there will be a certain lack of intimacy with you and your partner. Um, those levels will sort of hit rock bottom. And the reason for that is that your body is trying to conserve energy. It's a master of conserving energy because, again, our human bodies haven't evolved to know that we are food in, food in abundance. So thousands of millions of years ago, our bodies got good at holding on to body fat. And we'll try to take that off. But long story short, our body sees that the energy that we are consuming or lack of is not enough that it needs to put energy towards propagation um, and thus kind of almost shuts off that signal, that system. Because let's face it, you do not need to have sex to survive. That's all the body's trying to do. The body's a survival machine. It wants to survive. So it is, it is saying, right, I don't need that. Now that can be incredibly hard for some couples particularly if one one person in that relationship doesn't understand bodybuilding, um, please do listen to the prep and partners episode that I've done way, way back. Um, I don't know exactly the episode that it is, but it's a huge um, golden nugget for anyone out there who has a partner that's not into bodybuilding and wants them to understand what's coming. Um, so if you and your partner, like this, like little things like you, you and your partner maybe hold hands quite a lot, you have a little bit of a cosy on the couch, um, you'll find that without even thinking about it, you won't hold their hand quite as much. You won't close them on the couch. You won't give them that little kiss goodnight or that kiss on the cheek or, or lips or whatever. Like you just won't do that stuff. Not because you're doing it intentionally. It's it's unintentional. It's, it's, it's not something you're trying to do. But some people can really take... That can take a hit. If you're not doing, not doing that, plus you're obviously not sleeping together, some people instantly can think, oh, they must be cheating on me. Oh, it must be getting from someone else. Believe me, believe me, believe me. If you're listening to this, like, if you're five, six, seven, you ain't got the energy to think about sex, <laughs> let alone think about having sex with anyone else, bar your partner, your other half, significant other half. Um, now, everything that I've said may really put you off, and I, I could understand why it would. You might be getting to the end of this thinking, Vaughn, you've said all that, when it's all said and done, is it worth it? And... I would say unequivocally, 100% yes, it is worth it. And if anything, you will be a much stronger person, more resilient person after prep than you were before it. You will have learnt lessons about yourself that other people will never even dream of learning. You will have put yourself through challenges that 99% of the world couldn't. But it's the mental toughness and resilience that prep builds that I think is, of course, the, the the results are worth it. You know, the trophies are cool, looking the way you do, looking fucking sick on stage in your photo shoot, wherever it is, like, that, that is, is phenomenal. But I think the lasting effect that, like, what prep teaches you is that, honestly, you, you finish prep, you get through it, and you feel absolutely invincible. You really, really do. The, it becomes such a positive and empowering experience that I feel translates to other aspects and elements of your life, particularly your career, your relationship gets stronger and whatnot. When someone supports you through it and you get through it together, um, you guys will be, be together forever, in my opinion, um, if, it, if it's meant to be. So I hope that today's episode hasn't put you off competing. What I hope it's done is told you how you probably should feel, be feeling, or what, what you will feel at that five, six-week marker. Um, and hopefully it gives you an insight to 
what's to come, how to deal with it, and that you are not alone and what you're experiencing is totally normal. Uh, if you are thinking about competing, whether it be the tail end of this year or next year, uh, I always have space um, and I'm never ever at that point where I have too many clients, so please do inquire. Um, I have over 30 people competing this year. I'm going to be attending over 37 shows across the United Kingdom and Europe and I can't fucking wait for it all to begin in less than four weeks' time. So please do head over to Prep Coach UK, hit the inquire button or head over to Instagram and drop me a DM. Wherever you are in the world, make sure you give it the big beans, the whole beans, nothing but the fucking beans.